Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Taffer Ajamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple. To explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. We are going to be talking about something that grows in the wild today, a fruit that grows in the wild. I mean, you already know it's strawberries. I don't need to beat around the fruit. I don't need to beat around the strawberry bush for that one. But every time that I think about, you know, fruits that grow on bushes in the wild, I can't help but think about like, hmm, how did uh, industrial crop, etc. ruin the original way that this kind of thing was uh, harvested and whatnot? That we really just plunged right in right yeah. there from the beginning. Well, it felt like a good segue from, from like, you know, thinking about the, the lands that we are in and yeah. the way that the foods affect it. And know? actually, we are going to talk about uh, the ways that globalization and travel seriously affected strawberry development. Are we talking about the same thing? We really might be talking about the same thing. Let's just say there's some seedy dealings that happen later on. Get mm. it? Seedy, because strawberries have a lot of them. Strawberries have a lot of seeds. Do you want me to uh, destroy your dreams for a moment there? I Are they not seeds, the little, little guys? No, no, there? no. They're seeds. They're okay, seeds. Okay, okay. Destroy my dreams. Strawberries don't grow on bushes. Well, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, now that you've crushed my dreams, uh, can we take a second and just kind of check in, see how we're doing this week? How are you doing this week? I could use a strawberry or two. How are you? I feel similar. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm happy because I got some, I just took like a week of time off because I had a bunch of accumulated <laughs> paid time off. And then I came back from my week of accumulated paid time off and my boss was like, you have even more accumulated paid time off that you have to use by the end of the month. Uh, so that was a nice, that's been a nice little bonus. That's been a nice little surprise that's given me time to research strawberries. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good, uh, that's a good little surprise for sure. Yeah. How, how are we doing? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I uh, hurt myself at work last week or the week before. It's hard to keep track at this point because uh, I hurt myself a few days apart, like twice. I'm finally starting to feel better. But uh, it turns out when you injure your leg and then have to work on your feet for like eight hours a day, many days in a row, it takes mm-hmm. a little longer to like stop being in pain. Yeah, this is this is literally why uh, injury leave is a thing. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe <laughs> next time. I think next time this kind of thing happens, which God willing, it just won't. But should this happen again, I, <laughs> I may I may opt for that next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah uh, but I I'm thought, glad you're you know, feeling better. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, but otherwise, you know, pretty pretty fun food week. Lots of fun food in our house. Yeah, this week. really lot, really good food week. Yeah, really good food week. Lots honestly. of good pasta too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of good pasta. Pa- it's pasta salad season. Yeah. Um, where we are in the northern mm-hmm. hemisphere, that's what I call any warm weather time is yeah. pasta salad time, and we have been eating a lot of pasta salad because I could yeah. probably make a different pasta salad every day and just be happy um that's all summer long with pasta salad it's nice because the kids will like almost eat it you know like we can set aside some plain pasta just as long as yeah as long as there are no visible herbs yeah they will eat it the minute i put an herb on it we're screwed like like i keep forgetting this i keep forgetting this and putting beautiful fresh herbs in the vinaigrette (laughs) and then they're like um I don't want the green stuff. There's a speck of a leaf on this. They will both eat lettuce. Sure. They're, they'll both quite happily eat yeah, leaves. Yeah. They're not anti-leaf. No. Um, they're just anti, there is a speck of green on a singular noodle. They like homogeneity in the the visuals of the dish they're eating. You know, they, yeah, they don't yeah. like to see variety of stuff happening. This is, I mean, Raya's getting better about this, but yeah. I used to say like I when we made pasta, like we would have pasta with like sauce and Raya would have like deconstructed pasta where I would yeah. put like noodles and some cherry tomatoes and some basil yeah. leaves and some cheese and yeah. she would eat these all individually. Well, exactly. Um, I think this is very common with kids though oh, as they're yeah. developing. We've talked about like little kid poison sensors. Yeah. It's easier to make sure that everything you're eating is safe when it is all separated. Yeah. Well, there's that and there's also the thing of like little kid taste buds are just more sensitive than adult taste buds exactly, too, right? Yeah. So it's like I get it, you know. 
you're trying not to get poisoned and you're trying to get, not to get overwhelmed. Like these are two things I avoid on a daily basis too. I'm Getting just poisoned better and at being overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 yeah but at least like, I'm better at identifying poison, not necessarily better at identifying what's going to overwhelm me. Yeah. Yeah. But the classic, just like when I made just like a pasta salad with a vinaigrette, my friends call this 70s pasta salad. I'm not sure. Interesting. Okay. Why? I just, but it's just like cubed veggies, cubed cheese, noodles, vinaigrette that the kids will eat. Right. And it's delicious. And I I could eat it all day. I wonder if the distinction there is not calling that retro, but calling it an improvement on 50s pasta salad, which is pasta, glob of mayo, move on. You know, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's a compliment. It's, yeah, it's not macaroni salad. Now, macaroni salad mm. is its own thing, and macaroni yeah. salad is a good thing. Yes, I like macaroni salad. But when I say a pasta salad, I mean that. Yeah, um, a thing that you can eat, you know, three giant bowlfuls of, and not feel sick to your a, stomach. A thing where you eat it, and you're like, "Yes, I understand how this is a salad." Also, we talked about this. We <laughs> talked about this. Do you not remember the time when we went through the whole definition? Yeah. Salad just means tossed with a dressing. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But, you know, like people are going to, no matter how much we define that, people are going to look at the macaroni salads and the, and the potato yeah, salads of the world. That's true. And be like, eh. That's true. But a pasta salad with a lot of veggies in it, there we go. You but know? we're not talking about pasta salad today. No, we're talking about something that goes in a different kind of salad. That's fruit salad. It's true. Um, today we are talking about strawberries. Yeah. I'm so excited that we're talking about strawberries. <laughs> strawberries are having a moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have noticed this. I feel like you have enough gay friends to have noticed this. I mean, I'm also gay. <laughs> That's true. But like you're less of an aesthetic gay. It's true. I'm an aesthetic sports dad, but I'm I'm gay. I feel it's like true. you could get into aesthetics, though. Uh, I think I'm just like too poor and tired to get into aesthetics. Yeah, but like the, the minute we have to. money, it's true. Yeah. Th- that's how you guys will know that we're doing well financially is yeah. when I suddenly become a queen. Yeah. Because until then, I'm going to be schlumpf. Yeah. And you can put however many letters you want in that word. Mm-hmm. You'll be right. Because Tom's an extra queen, you can add as many love- lo- letters as you want. You know it. I'm a word length queen. So, so why anyway, are you excited about strawberries? strawberries. Well, strawberries are having a moment. Strawberries have been having a moment since 2020. There's a, they're everywhere in design. They're everywhere in decor. Mm. There's like tattoo trends. Everybody's getting strawberry tattoos. And I personally am here for it. It's very tied in with the cottage core movement, of mm. course, which took root again during the pandemic. And I would say the strawberry, like the strawberry motif, the strawberry movement really took hold in spring of 2020, mm-hmm. which is probably a time we all remember well. Sure. Yeah. When designer Lorica Matoshi, who is was 24 years old, up and coming independent artist, uh, designer, came out with the strawberry dress. Mm. Have you seen the strawberry dress? I've seen the strawberry dress. I was dress. like, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you have yeah. because I love it. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's polarizing. Mm-hmm. I find people either love it or, or in the words of one of my friends, I'm sorry, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but like, I don't know what she was on because like, look at that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful dress. Um, so it came out in spring of 2020, which means it was probably designed before the pandemic really hit. Mm. Uh, It started gaining traction in April of 2020, especially on TikTok. And uh, Matoshi, the designer, has said she expected that her sales would take a big hit from the pandemic Mm -hmm. um, because she makes, you know, high-end garments that cost a lot of money. There's a lot of work in them. And then uh, it just took off. This dress took off people were saving up for it costs about five hundred dollars yeah which is like medium price for a nice dress for a designer dress for a designer dress it's not highly priced yeah but it's not off the rack this is not like streetwear yeah this is haute couture one reitman zero Yeah, yeah basically and it's it's fascinating because there's often uh like the summer dress there's often one dress that sort of takes its roots everybody wears it or is paying homage to it in the way they dress like it's very common but those dresses are usually off the rack you know 50 to 100 dollars easily accessible from fast fashion brands like zara often gets uh the dress or (laughs) h&m old Uh, navy gets a lucky year once in a while old navy barely ever does (laughs) which is a shame because old navy is fantastic right now old navy and gap are the same company aren't they they are but uh Yes. Yeah. Gap, the prices are higher and the sizes are smaller. Yeah, well. So anyway, 
the strawberry dress took off. People mm. were buying it to be their wedding dresses, but mostly people were just buying them to look pretty on yeah. social media. Yeah. One thing I really love about like the whole concept of the strawberry dress is that um, Matoshi, who grew up in Kosovo during the Civil War, mm. said that the dress was an homage to her childhood memories. She did grow up, I mean, she she grew up amid atrocities. She did not have a rosy childhood. Yeah. But there's something, I think there's really something about that sort of ethereal escapism mm-hmm. that this dress really embodies. Right. And I think that's what people tapped into yeah. in 2020 when we were all just home and things were scary and bleak. Yeah. And then there was this beautiful pink twirly sparkly princess dress covered in strawberries yeah that just kind of wafted in (laughs) well and i like that you bring up the like escapism side of it because Mm -hmm. my first thought when i saw that dress was i feel like this is something that like you would see in animal crossing yes and absolutely and sure enough like i as you started talking about it just now i remembered that and thought uh, i wonder if like someone made that dress in animal and of course they did of course they did yeah of course they did because Um, that was the other thing we were all doing in spring of 2020 is working on our Animal Crossing New Horizons Exactly. And the other really, I think, captivating aspect of the dress and of the movement around it. First of all, it was available in more extended sizing than Mm -hmm. Haute Couture usually is. It was up to a size 18, but she also took custom orders for larger sizes. And so we saw Tess Holliday wear it on the red carpet in 2020. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Tess Holliday is a, a, a... very well-known yeah. um, plus-size model. And one of, I think, maybe the the one of the largest, like, plus-size models who yeah. walks and, like, has a lot of sponsorships and right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, because she's fat, she got a lot of flack about it. But mm. still, this dress was just, just accessible enough, I think, right on the balance yeah. of being something that's hard to access but that you can save up for. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be totally honest. I almost bought one just as an investment. Sure. I almost bought one because I was like, in 20 years, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't because I don't have $500 to invest, but yeah, I kind of yeah. wish I had. Yeah, that's the tough thing, right? With, <laughs> with those investment things, it's like you could buy Pokemon cards in the 90s for like 10 bucks a pack. Yeah, and and that's an easy investment that might be worth something twenty years later. It's not, but a five hundred dollar dress is more like it's a it's a lower risk, but it's mm-hmm. a higher like front cost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dress took off. People mm. were either saving up for it, um, recreating it. Right uh, now, you can find a million fast fashion knockoffs of it. Sure, yeah, that are pretty decent, right. but. Um, at the time, there wasn't anything else. And this was also, I think, the silhouette of the dress is really important. So, yeah, we're having a little fashion 101 here today. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't mind. It's got a deep V-neck, a cinched waist, a very full skirt with ruffles at the bottom, um, and these really romantic puffed sleeves. It's mm-hmm. a very 1940s feel, mm-hmm. but then just a little bit more like Mushroom Kingdom than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what yeah. those... those those puffy sleeves really do make me think of like Princess Peach. It's a princess dress. Yeah. It's a print. It's an or absolutely. It's like a little strawberry princess dress. Yeah. It's you. You walk through the woods talking to your animal friends in it, yeah. and that is what captivated people. Yeah. And this dress, I think, ushered in so much of the romantic fashion that we see now. The mm-hmm. cottagecore movement, the fairycore movement. Um, you go into any store now, you find puff sleeves and right. ruffles and off the shoulder. And it's like just super romantic, super dramatic. Mm-hmm. Because everybody just wants to fucking escape. We yeah. all just want something pretty. Yeah. And that brings me back to strawberries. Yeah. Strawberries are, first off, let's just get this out of the way. Technically, strawberries are not a berry, but no one gives a shit. That's all we're going to say about it. They're like an aggregate, like they're next to the ovary of the plant. So they're not like actually the fruit, but like, fuck it. You know, it's a strawberry. No one cares. Moving on. Get out of here with that. Pedantic, pedantic, pedantry, whatever. No one cares. It's a berry. Do you remember your first strawberry? I have formative strawberry memories. I mm. don't remember my first strawberry. Sure, yeah. Do you? No. Okay. I, was, I, I figured because you grew up in the forest or whatever. <laughs> you know. In my strawberry dress, talking to my animal friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, the birds are singing a little song with yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. know, helping yeah. you get dressed. 
no, I don't know. I thought maybe you. I mean, you know. I can tell you mm. that the first strawberry, probably the first strawberry I ever had. Well, maybe not because we did buy things at the grocery store. Um, anyway, we had wild strawberries all through our yard. Right. Because we lived on the edge of the forest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on what had previously been farmland. So I don't know where those started initially. Sure. Yeah, wild yeah. strawberries. We'll talk a little bit more about the development of strawberries mm-hmm. later and yeah, why there's yeah. such a, a difference. But wild strawberries are teeny tiny. They're about the size of a blueberry. Yeah. And their taste profile is different. It's not exactly the same as a grocery store, as a, as a strawberry you'll get like from sure. a farm or a yeah, grocery yeah. store. It's a little more intense, mm-hmm. I would say. It's more of like a teeny tiny flavor bomb. Yeah. Very sweet uh, and very flavorful. Yeah. And well, I'm actually growing this year some strawberry plants that are a wild varietal. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't know if they'll actually bear fruit this year. They might only bear fruit next year. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. And, and if you've never had a wild strawberry before and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I wonder what that's like. If you've ever had anything like strawberry flavored and you've been like, oh, like this is such an intense strawberry flavor. Like, oh, wow, wow. it's like it's it's closer to that yeah. than, than normal strawberries. It's are, you actually know? pretty close to those strawberry candies. Yeah. You know, the yeah. ones with the wrappers that look like strawberries. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not unlike that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but the like the way that strawberries like happened mm-hmm. to people <laughs> kind of writ large. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like how it kind of historically got big, right? I'm enthralled. And, and how we ended up with like garden variety strawberries yes. as opposed to like wild ones. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, and I'm glad you went to the wild stuff right away, which I figured you would because you grew up in, again, a cult in the woods or whatever uh, behind a stone you gotta tap three times and then you get to enter the paradise that's uh, full of strawberries know. yeah exactly strawberry yeah. fields um, so prior to like sometime in the 1700s I know exactly you know exactly when perfect yeah. 1712 I believe okay yeah, yeah. So, so prior to that the only, you know strawberries people really dealt with were wild strawberries in Europe in Europe yeah yeah obviously caveat here they're strawberries. They've been around for a, a forever. Yeah. Um, written record, botanical record, etc. Mm-hmm. starts at a certain point, right? Uh, so prior to that, they there weren't really garden variety strawberries growing like the ones that we know today. Uh, it was more the smaller ones. Um, but the smaller ones we have record of like as far back as like ancient Rome. Yeah. Like wild yeah. strawberries well, people knew about. In Europe, the, the strawberries that were available were that cultivar. There's a there's a different name for them that yeah. I have somewhere, the Latin name. But there was the cultivar that we know now as wild strawberries, which are very small. They grow wild. They grow everywhere. Yeah. They have that flavor profile. In Europe, there were the, the first garden strawberries recorded were the wild strawberries that we know the Mm. little tiny flavorful ones and cultivated selections from that right yeah yeah. so it was all based on that and those ones are called they're all fragaria i believe it was uh fragaria vesca moscata and viridis sure Anyway, yeah. nobody cares about the Latin. Yeah. I'm just going to explain it. So there were those. <laughs> there's there's At, people who care about the Latin. Strawberries. <laughs> Don't alienate them. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Strawberries seem to have emerged initially in Europe, mm-hmm. in Rome, the, that part of the world, as the wild strawberry that yeah. we know today. At some point, probably migrating birds mm-hmm. carried the seeds over to North America. Yeah. So we do have like Fragaria virginiara, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia. Virginiana. Virginiana is how you say that. And specifically, there's um, they were carried to the coast of Chile. Okay. And due to the growing conditions in mm-hmm. Chile, the ones that were carried there um, developed completely differently right. from those in Northeast uh, America, what we know as America, and in Europe. Right. And became the strawberries that we know yeah. that are you know, walnut size to egg size, have much bigger leaves, right. have much like kind of furrier leaves, um, are really just like a different eating experience. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. you know, big berry that you can bite into as opposed to wild ones, which, like I said, are kind of like blueberries. They're just like little. Yeah. It makes me curious what would happen if, are there just already Chilean blueberries? There's probably just already Chilean blueberries, aren't there? I don't really know that much about. I'd, I'd be curious because I feel like if if the effect of bringing strawberries from the north to the south made them huge and delicious, what else can what else can we bring from the north to the south to make it huge and delicious? 
Good point. Good point. We're thinking about. We're thinking about. Ask yourselves this, folks. So this leads us to a guy named Amédée François Frézier. Oh, Frézier. Now. This brings us to Kelsey Grammer's Frazier. We're getting there. Was a French military engineer, a mathematician, a spy, an explorer, and a botanist. And a radio psychologist. Emmett, do you want to know what he is best remembered for? (laughs) Playing the same character for 20 straight years on... (laughs) sitcoms he is best known this engineer mathematician spy botanist and explorer is best known for bringing back five specimens of fragaria chiloensis the beach strawberry from an assignment in south america i'm listening you know he was working in south america doing i don't know military things colonialism most likely and while he's there he discovers these giant strawberries And he's like, what the fuck? These are enormous. Now, the king at the time, who was one of the Louis, uh, they're always just Louis, Mm -hmm. really liked strawberries. Like, was famously known to just absolutely love strawberries. So the guy's like, oh, I got to bring these back to the king, right? They got to bring these strawberries to the king. Brought them to France. The king was like, holy crap, these are so cool. Immediately called a painter to, like, take a portrait of them to, like, be like, these are here. Sure. The first Instagram post, really, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So then they take them and they plant them. The problem is that the Chilean beach strawberry, Chiloensis, um, is not bisexual, um, (laughs) does not reproduce asexually. It reproduces Ah, sexually. And he only brought female plants because they have berries, right? No. So he brings them back. The plants are gorgeous, but they're not bearing any fruit um and then eventually like eventually they figured this out but also eventually they planted them with other strawberry plants right Right. and so they started getting crossbred varieties and this led to the sort of the wide variety of like strawberry shapes and sizes that we have now i really love this because i feel like often people are like oh the bigger the strawberry the more fake it is or something right like if you see a big strawberry it means they've pumped it full of growth hormones and right, it's like right. bad 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 it's like no that one just developed in chile yeah, <laughs> like literally yeah. like just, just just chill it's just closer to that varietal than the other varietal yeah exactly. like absolutely diversify your strawberries man i mean mm-hmm. always the best strawberry you're gonna have is gonna be the one that's grown closest to your house it's true but yeah i think that's really fun yeah. now you noticed the guy's name. Yeah, Fraser. Fraser. Now, what does this word sound like, Fraser? I know that this word sounds like Fraser. Uh, what I also else does know, it sound like? Uh, Fraser. Um, <laughs> and also, um, like the French word for strawberry, fraise. Yes. Uh, like the Italian for strawberry, fragola. Yes. Uh, and I think probably, presumably, Latin, uh, whatever the Latin word for, for strawberry is. Fragaria? So now we are getting to my absolute favorite part of this story. That this man who was Tinker Taylor, soldier, spy, radio psychologist, became the Latin name of strawberries? No. No. That's what you think. That's what I thought. So let me tell you, I saw this and I was like, oh, fascinating. Is that where that came from? Then I was like 1712 because I read Outlander. And anybody who reads Outlander knows that Jamie Fraser's whole thing is that his family's crest is the strawberry. (laughs) It's like this historic thing when they find Fraser Ridge in North Carolina. There's wild strawberries growing on it. And they're like, yes, this is our home. This is the whole thing. And like... Whatever you want to think about Outlander, Diana Gabaldon does her fucking research. This woman takes years to write every book. So I was like, there is no way my girl Diana overlooked this. Sure. I just, I trust Diana more than I trust my own mind. So I did some research. Fraisier. Yeah. In in the 900s, a commoner brought the king a large bowl of wild strawberries. The king liked this gift so much that he said, here, peasant man, you will now be Lord Strawberry. Your name is now Frézy. Over time, this man's family migrated to Scotland, where the name became Fraser. No way. And then at some point, some of those people went back to France, and it became Frézier. And then one of these little strawberry boys over the centuries ended up changing 
the botanical game of strawberries by bringing Chiloensis to France to a strawberry obsessed king. That's incredible. So it's just a coincidence. <laughs> it's a coincidence or it's fate. Right. Wow. Wow. It's really evident that strawberries have captured people's imagination, senses, fantasies for a really long time. You yeah. see strawberry motifs in art all the time, often representing fertility, love. There's the trefoil leaf, so people love trefoils and associating it with stuff. Um, and I think largely just because they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Strawberries are gorgeous yeah. in a way that a, like a lot of foods, a lot of fruit even aren't. Yeah, They're that glossy, glossy red. Even the wild ones aren't as glossy, but they're still like a really rich red color. They smell beautiful. They really smell beautiful in a way that a lot of other berries don't. And I'm saying berries, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 I get um, <laughs> You don't get the fragrance off a ba- basket of blueberries the way you get the fragrance off a basket of strawberries. No, and frankly, you don't get the, like, consistency of quality off a basket of blueberries the way you do off a basket of strawberries. Like, if I had to pick between the two, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, blueberries. You Wait, can, you when can you say away. consistency of quality, do you mean how many moldy berries there are? Because then I'd have to argue with you on No, that. I mean, okay. like, flavor quality, oh, yeah. right? Okay, like, sure. Because, you, know, you go through a a little container of blueberries yeah. like half of them hit right and the other half are like underwhelming at best sure yeah i may be pickier about strawberries than you are maybe maybe yeah um i was curious about this mm-hmm. like ancient painting of well ancient not that ancient this this french painting of strawberries yeah right um and i found an atlas obscura article that i'll link to in the show notes for people who want to check it out um all of this information okay okay <laughs> <laughs> well then uh hit that link and you can read all of the stuff we're talking about also uh courtesy of atlas obscura um and it's neat because it it really does look a lot like the strawberries that we uh that we know and love yeah oh my god i have to tell you something even even more there's another element to this story Mm -hmm. about the strawberries in the name which is that the man who was knighted for a timely gift of ripe strawberries before his name was fraise Mm -hmm. was de berry you gotta be (laughs) fucking kidding me no it wasn't no it wasn't (laughs) julius de berry Julius the Berry. <laughs> Julius the Berry, the strawberry man. <laughs> oh my god. Get out of town. That's not That's not real. No way. I love it. It's real. Julius the Berry. Julius the Berry. Oh my god. So there you go folks. There's our little our little strawberry history lesson for you. Uh we're going to take a strawberry short hop over to the mid-roll to uh tell you about some ways you can support the show. <laughs> If you're enjoying the show so far, just like a nice bowl of strawberries, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening so you never miss a new episode. You could have gone so long without knowing about strawberries and Mm, names. That's true. While you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of May, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. We only have a few more days in May, folks. It's true. You might be uh, listening to this in June, really. Pokemon go to the polls they can turn every one dollar into three dollars worth of food for a family in need so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show you're functionally donating six dollars worth of food to people who need it that's basically like bringing a basket of strawberries to the emperor and being made a knight it's true um so that's if that the sounds, cost of a box of strawberries really. <laughs> if that sounds exciting to you go do it you can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Indeed, indeed, indeed. If you're not already a member of our Patreon uh, over at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod, please consider becoming one. Uh, Patreon is a crowdfunding site that lets listeners like you work directly with creators like us to just help us make the show exist and make the show better and tailor the show more toward what you want the show to be uh because ultimately that's what we're here to do folks we're here to serve and we're serving strawberry goodness today you know and if you want us to serve a specific dish on this podcast 
that's the way to make it happen. You know, you go to Patreon and you say, uh, Garcon, click, click Garcon over here. And I'll say, I'm not a Garcon. I'm not a fee either. I am a non-binaire. Uh, and you'll apologize to me and then we'll move on from there. And I'll ask what I can get for you. And you'll say, um, a glass of water for me, a cappuccino for my friend here. And then could you also do an episode about blueberries next where you apologize for saying they're worse than strawberries? And I'll say, let me talk to the chef and the chef will, you know, roll his eyes and say yes. Um, and only that can happen to you if you do the patreon.com. So and, do it. And if you want Tom to ever serve looks, uh, we need more money because they're not going to be a queen until we're wealthy. That's the thing, man. Don't be a drag. Be a queen. Don't Help me drag. not be a drag. All right. Patreon is also the only way to become part of our Discord server, uh, unless you've been a guest on the show and then you get a little invite as well. Uh, and on our Discord server, we talk about episodes of the show. We ping our Discord members for like thoughts and feelings about the things that we want to talk about. You know, it's a great place if you maybe want to become a guest on the show. Being a patron is a good way to go about it because it gets you easy access to us as people. So if you want access to me... If you want access to Taffer, if you want access to our berries and cream, you can be the little lad who goes to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate. And if we get to our $50 a month goal on Patreon, we will start sharing recipes every month as well as part of our new No Bad Food Recipe Club. So uh, make it happen. Get some recipes. Give us your berries and we'll cream. Give us... Listen, there's a there's a 50 million berry bounty on our Patreon, and you better get over there so we can become king of the podcasts. In my head now, um, all money transactions in One Piece are made with actual strawberries. It's just bags of strawberries That's the everywhere. the way it should be, Just frankly. like Tulip Mania. Yeah. Did I tell you the other day, I explained Tulip Mania to our daughter, who was nine at some point, mm-hmm. when we were like planting tulips or something. And the other day, I explained to her about the housing market and why, like, houses are so stupidly expensive right now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, my God, it's like tulip mania, but with houses. And I was like, yeah, like, actually, exactly like that. <laughs> she was like, it's too bad tulips aren't still that valuable because then we could buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> On a, like, semi-related note, we were at the pharmacy the other day and uh, Toby was talking to another kid in line and the other kid was like, I just got a new toothbrush. And Toby was like, my dad only has $4. <laughs> Patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. cream. I'm, I'm a little, little lad who loves berries and cream. And cream. Also had a big moment on TikTok around the same time as the strawberry dress. Um, You can get anything shaped like a strawberry now. There's a strawberry kettle that I have my eye on because I could have it and then I would feel like a little mouse holding a big strawberry in my little mouse hands. Um, And all I've ever wanted in life is to just feel like a little mouse holding a big strawberry in my little mouse hands. Um, If you want to buy it for me, you can. We don't have a P.O. box, (laughs) but if you tell me, I'll give you our address because I want presents. Yeah. There's like a coach purse shaped like a strawberry that Mm. keeps getting pushed at me because the internet hasn't figured out I'm poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is so beautiful. I saw some like vintage perfume bottles shaped like little glass strawberries for like strawberry scented perfume. Mm -hmm. Like... And I, my theory on why strawberries specifically are so captivating right now, besides the strawberry dress, which I think mm-hmm. really kicked it off in a big way, yeah. is that we're all about people just want luxury. Yeah. And most of us cannot have yeah. luxury. But strawberries, they're an accessible luxury. Yeah. Nothing feels quite so luxurious as eating fresh fruit. Like I've said this before, yeah. but perfectly ripe fruit. Yeah is just like it's gorgeous it's, it's a beautiful experience and it's still something us peasants can have yeah well and that's the thing right <laughs> we all want to live like we're king louis exactly but a lot of us can only afford to live like we're king louis from the jungle book <sighs> some of us can't even afford the bare necessities oh shit that's a good that's better <laughs> that's better <laughs> You got the, you did the, we just workshopped that joke and you got, you did the, you win the joke. So let's, let's like explore the things we like about the berry. Cause we talked about the history of the berry. We got the fascinating cultural side of it out. What's your favorite way to eat the straub? Um, Put berry, it in your I, face. I'm a little lad who likes berries and cream. Yeah. Like you take a straw. <laughs> I'm 
listening. <laughs> my favorite way, I mean, like picking a strawberry that is warmed by the sun and just putting it in your mouth mm-hmm. is a sensual experience unlike any other. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. However, pretty close second, take some strawberries, chop them up, toss them with some sugar, mm-hmm. uh, let them macerate for a few minutes while you whip your cream and with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of vanilla. Whip it not till it's very, like, in between medium peaks and hard peaks, I think. Mm -hmm. You want it to be not super, like, still a little soft, but definitely billowy. Right. And then you just, like, put your berries in a bowl, put a little tuft of cream on top. Yeah. I mean, you can you can do all of that on top of a scone. I don't love the strawberry shortcake with the biscuit. I prefer the like angel food cake strawberry shortcake thing mm-hmm. because the strawberry juice soaks into it. And that's sure. really lovely. Yeah. Um, and I do like that, too. Strawberries and cake go beautifully. I'm probably going to make a strawberry cake this week because like Fair I want enough. one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think strawberries like most fruit, the way I feel is that like you want to highlight the strawberry. Yeah. Um, but you know, I also love a strawberry Haagen-Dazs. That's something me and Julian mm-hmm. McKenzie have in common, actually. Right. Well, and that's that's where I was going to go with it too. Actually, it was like strawberry ice cream has been hitting me recently. Strawberry ice cream is spectacular. I think yeah. ice cream was meant to be with strawberries. Sure, sure. I believe it. Like, so you've you've loved the like strawberry Haagen-Dazs for a long time. Uh, and sorry, do you mean the strawberry hoggy doggy? Because yeah. that's what we call it in this house. The strawberry bobby hoggy doggy. <laughs> has been a favorite of yours for a hot minute and I like it but it never like clicked for me specifically until like very recently mm-hmm. because when... you're maturing and developing taste well I think so but also I no, I mean I think I just tend to prefer a busier ice cream mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. my my I lean a little more Ben and Jerry than I do Haagen-Dazs yeah um and there's not really a very good Ben and Jerry strawberry one like I don't really like their like strawberry Man, one. that would be a great question to ask someone you're dating like on a first date with like Hagen dazs or Ben and Jerry's that tells you a lot about a person sure I mean most of the time it depends which one's on sale but like in terms of like (laughs) you know but even then like in my Hagen dazs choices I tend to lean toward the busy ones you like the cluttered ice cream I like a clutter and the strawberry one's just not that cluttered Mm. um so it doesn't do it for me in the same way but the flavor is insane and I recently have been like I think just like getting over the need for the clutter it's, it's the Neapolitan ice cream sandwiches that did that to you no no it's not <laughs> but it is the neapolitan ice cream at work we've mm-hmm. got these these new neapolitan ice creams that we've started selling as of like a couple months ago mm-hmm. that are a few different kinds of they're like, like the three actual color neapolitan ones. and that they are italian <laughs> yeah this is not Breyer's Nia- neapolitan yeah we'll have to do a whole episode on neapolitan ice cream yeah, honestly because yeah, it's a sure. fascinating subject but like, like yeah. i think these maybe are even made in napoli anyway so we have these you know new neapolitan ice creams uh it's the cuore de mama you know, okay. like mom's heart <laughs> We got these mommy heart ice creams. Uh, And, you know, there's a few different ones. There's the, like, chocolate, vanilla, hazelnut, which is, you know, great. Uh, There's one that's chocolate, um, stracciatella, and coffee uh, that I haven't tried yet, but I'm excited about. Uh, But the one that I brought home first that everyone in our family freaking loved was peach, lemon, and strawberry. It is so good. It's so good. It's so good. And, like... That, for me, clicked the strawberry ice cream thing because I had that and I was like, oh, I get it now. And now when I have the strawberry hoggy doggy, I like it so much more than I did before. And I think it just needed to like click over for me as like, oh, I get I get why I like this now. Yeah. And there's a freshness. It's just a freshness. Like previously, the only strawberry ice cream that had really hit for me was the strawberry lychee at our local Vietnamese ice cream place, Calem, that like they do you know tons of fun like slightly different flavors than mm-hmm. what we're used to in mm-hmm. north america and like they have just a fucking kick-ass fruity ones oh it's beautiful it's really good and like but it hadn't really clicked for me for stuff that i could get easily you know from mm-hmm. a store on the way home kind of mm-hmm. thing and uh yeah i strawberry flavored desserts are like hitting for me now in a way that they never did before so here's the thing i think about strawberry Mm. and lychee and peach it's the fragrance sure it's that there's an element of fragrance that just adds something Mm -hmm. and uh you have to get it in a way where those aromas really hit you yeah and i think that when this is i'm just like spitballing here but i feel like with the haagen-dazs because it's creamy it hits you in the mouth you don't necessarily smell it as much there's something about Mm. the ice cream of it sure but something about the mommy milker whatever because there's the peach too and i think because it's a little less um 
fatty. Like I think it's mm-hmm. got more of a milk, less of a cream. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The aroma just like comes up and hits you a little more. Yeah. That's it. Like it's same with the strawberry lychee. The mm-hmm. lychee and the strawberry are both really fragrant and they play off each other. I, so I think I have yeah. a theory about why. Okay. I think I, I mean, I think you're right that it is less creamy. Um, and I think that is just the culture of where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's more of a gelato. It's a gelato. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Gelatos are just less creamy, sometimes completely creamless. Yeah. Uh, This one's not, I don't think, because I'm pretty sure that the peach one in that one has some, like, cream factor to it, right? Yeah. But the strawberry in that one I don't think does. I think it just is just strawberry. Okay. And, or, I mean, you know, whatever minimal amount of cream needs to be in it to make it function, right? Yeah. And, like, I think that's the kicker for me is I think it, I think (laughs) maybe I'm not a little lad who loves berries and cream. And I'm just a little lad who loves berries. berries. Yeah. Now, I remembered where I was going with that with the aroma. Yeah. So do you know about Esther's? Not the one who saved the Jews, but (laughs) yeah. Um, E-S-T-E-R. This is something I learned about in high school chemistry. And it has stuck with me because in the chapter about Esther's, there was a double page spread of just fruit, most notably like strawberries and pineapples. Okay. And I had chemistry before lunch. (laughs) And so I would just open to this two-page spread and just, like, stare at the fruit. Normal kids are flipping to the pages that show the human body and being like, oh, like it's it's penis, oh, it's what? And you're like, oh, let me open up this centerfold fruit spread, all right. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, not not inaccurate. So esters are the fragrance molecules that make those fruit scents and also other scents. Mm-hmm. Uh, esters are what's responsible for deep co- decomp smell as well. Oh, fun. Which is, anyway, we don't need to go Not there something now. you want in your ice cream. No. And strawberries and pineapple and other fragrant fruits have a really high concentration of those esters. Okay. And that's why you get that really like, I keep saying like fragrant and aromatic, but you know, it's just like when you get the smell and the taste at the same time and they're inseparable from each other. Yeah. And like, I always feel like it just like hits the back of the palate and like the, the, the tartness hits the tongue and it's just like this beautiful combination of yeah. sensations and flavors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the, the strawberries have a complete balance. You don't need to add anything to a strawberry. It's balancing its own tartness and sweetness and adds a little something extra. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. is it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's juicy and but also soft. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're just I mean like right this is why chocolate covered strawberries are synonymous with sex, right? Yeah. Like strawberries are sensual as fuck. Yeah. It's funny. I had a uh I I was trying to think of any kind of transition here because going straight to this after talking about how strawberries are sensual as fuck sounds really sus. All right. But when I was in the 10th grade, my AP art teacher <laughs> assigned us a task. Maybe it was ninth grade. I don't remember. Um, assigned us, you know, for our final project for the year, we had to do an independent art project for her. Okay. It could be anything we wanted. It could be any kind of art that we were, you know, passionate about, which was great because this was ostensibly a visual arts class. But like, if you wanted to do like an album, you could, um, we just had to clear it with her first, obviously. Mm -hmm. And like justify to her, you know, why this was the art that we were choosing. Right. So most kids did like portfolios, sketchbooks, that kind of thing. Um, but I was really on a baking kick that year. It was the only year of my life that I was on a baking kick. And the only thing I was baking was cheesecakes. Uh, and I said to her, Miss Ananya, can I, make you a cheesecake for my final project (laughs) and she said yes you can make me a cheesecake for your final project because food is art and I was like hell yeah I knew you'd get this um and so I went all out I made her a cheesecake I did like you know the beautiful pattern on top with the stick that you slide through the jam so it looks real nice whatever and to take it one extra step further than what I had told her I was going to do I Mm -hmm. also made chocolate covered strawberries and the look on her face when I came in on the day the project was due <laughs> with like like a full ass cheesecake. Uh-huh. I don't think she was expecting a full cheesecake. I right. think she figured I would bring her a slice. Yeah. Uh, so I brought her a full cheesecake and also a Tupperware with like six or seven chocolate covered strawberries right. that were perfect, by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, 
the delight and also the like shock did you have a crush on her or did you no. just want to cook food? she was she was just a great art teacher yeah. and i was showing off <laughs> i was like i'm gonna do the hell out of this like i was an underachiever in school i i worked to rule most of the That's time very surprising to me i know but i just i didn't give a shit you know yeah. four-time college dropout here yeah, i true. Good three point. four three three and a half i don't know i haven't officially dropped out again eh, whatever mm. um i just was like I, I'm going all out with this and I wanted also an excuse to make chocolate covered strawberries to eat so you know I made more than the amount I gave her but anyway the joy that it brought her yeah like every time I think about chocolate covered strawberries now I remember getting 100% on that project and like I feel proud of of my young self for taking that on absolutely taking that extra step that I yeah. normally wouldn't have done in school yeah and it's like in retrospect oh, of course now I work in food but like <laughs> at the time it was just like a thing that felt like the right thing to do for that project you yeah know? absolutely and like that's what art is all about and food that, is all about that's it right it's taking that thing where someone is already excited about the food you're bringing them and finding a way to like level it up a little bit. No, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Why the hell don't you make cheesecakes all the time anymore? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like cheesecake that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a cheesecake recipe that I made on a whim one time because I needed to bring a dessert somewhere. Right. And rather than buying a dessert at the store, I was like, hey, Ma, what's an easy dessert I can make? And she said, I don't know, cheesecake. Okay. And I was like, sure, what do I need for that? She's like and cheese (laughs) (laughs) you know and so I went and I got cream cheese from the store and I got graham crackers and I got jam and I think everything else I needed was at home already sugar or whatever and I just fucking whipped up a cheesecake and it was really good and then people started asking me to bring them cheesecakes and so I just started bringing cheesecakes to like everything and I was like oh I was making like a cheesecake every like two or three weeks at one point and uh, I don't like cheesecake that much yeah. Even at the time, I wasn't like huge on cheese. Like, I was making them because I liked the reaction it got. Of from course. People, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then at some point, I stopped having excuses to make them. So I stopped making yeah. them as often. Yeah. And like. And it just kind of fizzled. Well, and I don't have the recipe anymore. Right. I think it was really, I think probably it was just like the recipe that was off a pack of Philly cream cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still have the recipe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Does the one in our fridge right now have a recipe on the I box? I haven't looked. Um, but yeah, anyway. Okay, but do you like chocolate covered strawberries? Yeah, of course. Because I just finished talking about how strawberries are the most sensual thing. I've asked you not to try to make sex with me on the microphones. <laughs> I'm not trying to make sex with you. I'm trying to get chocolate covered strawberries out of this interaction. <laughs> Um, so on that note, <laughs> since Steffer is trying to climb across the table at me as we speak, <laughs> hubba, hubba, uh, bring those strawberries over here, baby. You know, I'm just, I'm just doubting your love for me since you've never brought me a cheesecake and six chocolate covered strawberries. Well, look, you start grading me on my cooking and I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. You would be so pissed. I'd be furious. <laughs> You'd be so pissed. You would absolutely hate that. I would hate that. I would hate that. I like, like, real talk, I like when we sit down and we're eating something and we do the thing where we, like, dissect yeah, like yeah, what we like yeah. and don't like about the dish, whatever. I would hate to get a letter grade. That would destroy my life. I'm going to develop a rubric. <laughs> oh, no. Please don't. Please don't. Every meal is now competitive cooking. Oh, yeah, chef. Thank you guys so much for listening to this special strawberry episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Do you want to tell us about your favorite kind of strawberries? Do you want to write home about strawberry fields forever? You can tell hit us, us up what on your socials. favorite strawberry themed song is. Yeah, there's more than one. There's more than one. Two at least. Mm-hmm. Do you want to fa- tell us what your favorite strawberry themed disease symptom is? Because there's more than one of those too. Do you want to tell us who your favorite cartoon character who's a strawberry is? Do you want to tell us who your favorite person to eat strawberries with is? Do you want to tell us what your favorite video game that heavily features strawberries is? Do you want to just send us some strawberries and you need to find out how? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Tefer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. Mine's Kirby's Dream Buffet. Lots of strawberry eating in that one. Ooh, I want to eat. I want to eat the whole cake in the Mario in the Mario party. I want to eat any of the Princess Peach Mario cakes. There yeah. are people who have recreated them. I bet Cupcake Dex has done that too. Even you though know, it's out of the Pokemon. Maybe. There's a strawberry and cream Pokemon called Al Creamy. I want to eat it. Yeah, it looks yum yum. I want to eat it. Oh, yum yum. Al Creamy. 
We should make one of those video game cakes for Toby's birthday this year as a surprise. Oh, Toby, don't listen to this. <laughs> if you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfood. Did I say plash? You said plash. <laughs> Splash on over to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Carol Ann, and Rachel. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show so if that's exciting for you and you like the idea of giving us the budget to make our kid a mario themed birthday cake <laughs> in five and a half months uh you can head to patreon.com slash no bad food pod in less than five and a half months and make it happen we also have merch unfortunately we don't yet have any strawberry merch but we should probably change that Go you can hit it. the merch link in the description of this episode or any other episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at the pod cavern Ooh, yeah and of course you can always support us for free by leaving a rating and review or a strawberry on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend our theme music is by zach highway strawberry ingles and our cover art is by david make sex with me on the microphone's flam you can find links for both of them in the description of this episode and last but not least this show was produced by tom zalatni and tevra jemian who the fuck is that and edited no by tom zalatni as part of the pod cavern network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week. You Who's this Taffrey? It's just No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. What Mega Man boss would make the most terrifying kaiju? I, for one, want to be the first to welcome our new kaiju overlords. How would Adam Sandler fit in the MCU? I injected myself with the Green Goblin serum. Oh! Debate This is a podcast that asks the questions about your favorite video games and comics that no one is asking. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you download podcasts and on social media at Debate This Cast. None of it's that so is mind close, control. Though. It's so close. It's not it's, so close. It, it, Have you ever wondered what it's like to live in a city full of superheroes? To literally see people fly across the sky? To... To... Oh, ah, crap. What are you up to, Angus? Oh, hey, Sal. Uh, I'm trying to record an ad for the podcast. Heroes don't do paperwork? Yeah, that one. Need any help? Yeah, actually. Um, I'm just trying to tell people about the show, about, about how you and I work at a newspaper in Super City, and how we interview various citizens, from the people we call neighbors to the city's greatest heroes. But I'm having trouble wording it. You could just use that section you recorded and put that in. Huh. Yeah, I, I suppose I could. Thanks, Sal. Don't worry about it. I'm off to the office supply store. It got hit with a shrink ray, so everything is 50% off. Want to come? You know what? I, I kind of do. Oh, uh, for those of you hearing this, if you want to hear more about the thrilling adventures and heroics of Super City, come check out Heroes Don't Do Paperwork on the Podcavern Network. All right, let's go.